If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's time to turn out the lights, grab some Christmas cheer, and watch some horrible horror Christmas movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each year, I delve into the world of terrible Christmas horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I feel jolly, and I love these horrible movies. So if you've made a Christmas horror movie on your phone, or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send them my way. Now, what do you get... When you mix a very bad English dub, Northern Europeans, and an evil Sinterklaas, why you get the film Sint. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Terrible Terror Podcast. And yes, it is this time of year again. I'm sorry for the weird intro. Maybe next time I'll mix up the music or something, but that's what you get for this episode. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, it's terrible just like me. So this is uh, that time of year where we start looking at random Christmas horror films that are out there, or sometimes just some random Christmas Fear, I guess? I'm just trying to spread a little Yuletide fear. Come on. Anyway, so this one, it was submitted by a lister, and that is Mr. Cap Dr. Nuts, um, who I can never say your fucking Twitter handle right, but hey, hopefully I did get it right this time. But uh, he suggested a little while that I take a look at Saint. And again, well, Saint, it, maybe we should go by its American name or whatever you want to call it or English name. But this is a Netherlands film. Well, it's all based in Amsterdam. It's all in Dutch. But you guys are lucky because Amazon has it, and so does YouTube have it uh, with an English dub. So you are going to get some <laughs> fantastic uh, English dubbing for this film. It it really does suffer some from that. And it's weird because there's like one part, and we're going to play that a little bit, but it's in the beginning when the kids are actually singing a song about uh, Claus, And, you know, it's all in Dutch. And even the way the audio, like, it's not adjusted quite right. And the dubbing is much, much louder than everything else is. So when they're singing, it's actually relatively, like, it feels normal within the film. And then the dub comes in and it's like, oh my god, this is so fucking jarring. So, this film, I want to state this right away, Okay. Don't let the dub judge the film. Like, if you can, go watch this in the original Dutch. If you're one of those people, and you know who I'm talking to right now, 
um, <laughs> and you can watch the dub because you don't want to read, uh, then watch the dub. Like, it's fine. Um, if you can find it right now, I can only find it to rent. I really wish that some type of streaming service had this, like Shudder or somebody like that, because I think that you should see the movie. The movie's not very long. It's an hour and 27 minutes about, but it's really about an hour and 22, and then the rest of it's all the fucking credits. So you're really not going to miss much. It's very short. It's very fast-paced, um, and I think it's worth watching it, or at least going and researching the Sinterklaas, uh, like, mythos. Like, so... How do I put it this way? Santa Claus is based on Santa Claus. Okay, so everything you know about Santa, you kind of know about this, but really there's a lot going on that even I had to realize or, or read up on, be like, okay, like, how is this much different? Um, and it, it's so weird. So like, Santa Claus itself, and we're gonna give a little bit of a history lesson here. Um, it's based on Saint Nicholas, the patron saint of children. Other names for the figure are De Saint, the Saint, De Gruda Saint, the Good Saint, or De Gruda, De Gruda Hagerman, uh, the Good Holy Man. Um, my Dutch is probably really horrible. Uh, my German is not necessarily any better, but that's where I'm kind of getting some of that pronunciation from. But it's probably totally wrong. So, the Feast of Sinterklaas, it celebrates the name of St. Nicholas on December 6th. So December 5th is like St. Sinterklaas Eve or whatever it is. And so that's what gets celebrated during this time of year. And there's gifts that come from Sinterklaas. And usually it's for the kids, right? So what this film does is it takes that, that December 5th date, and it turns it into a horror film. Um, it's interesting. And the director himself, like this film got sued because they said that it was disturbing to little kids. And the director came out and said, basically, hey, you know, if you can convince kids that Sinterklaas is real when he's not, then you can convince them that these posters aren't Sinterklaas. And basically, he won the suit against the people because they're going to take down all the posters for the film, which possibly would have destroyed the film. And for the director himself, this is actually like his return to horror. Like, he was known in the 80s for his horror films, and then he went on and did a bunch of other random things. And then this was like the return of him to horror. And honestly, it makes me kind of want to see the other films that he's done. Uh, I'm actually very interested. So, there is a level, like I said, I do want you to watch it. If you're not planning to, you can go through this, but know that there's something special about it. I don't know what it is that I really... And maybe this is ruining my review of it, but I really enjoyed about it that, you know, when it came to the final production, I'm just kind of like, huh, like I would have never even bothered with this film if it wasn't for somebody suggesting it and me watching it. So I thank you for having me go through this. So, uh, but again, like I said, don't let the dub sway you. Don't let what you hear. If you decide that you're going to try to watch this later, it's terrible. <laughs> I don't know who the dubbing company is, but it's terrible. And you guys are going to have to deal this uh, with, with it alongside me. But the bonus is, for me, is that I get to watch it happening <laughs> while the dub is going on top of it. So it makes it even worse, especially when you have to see, like, and that maybe that's the reason why I want you to watch it. Like, if you're going to watch the English dub, like, watch it. Because 
the voices that they use for people, I don't get it. Like the kids, there's a couple of kids that talk, and they're fucking grown adults. Like, they don't even try to, like, you know how when you watch anime, and you see, or even like King of the Hill. Let's, this is a better example, I think. And you listen to Bobby Hill, right? That's a grown fucking woman doing that voice. But when you hear it, it's just kind of like, huh, that doesn't really sound like it. Even The Simpsons, Bart Simpson, doesn't sound like an adult. You know, people, they, they're getting voice actors. These voice actors know how to do the inflections in their voice. And to make it sound like they're not kids. But here, it's like, if I were to go into the fucking thing and go, Hey, uh, Dad, you gonna get me some dark candy over there? That's the voice that I use. <laughs> That sounds really terrible, but that was the voice, like, choices that they use for, like, some of the kids in this movie, where it's like, come on. But even then, like, you know when you watch Godzilla movie, a kaiju movie, you're like, oh, hey, here's Godzilla, and here's them talking in English over the Japanese guys, and oh, yeah, ha, 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 it doesn't match up. But here, it, like, it doesn't even match the people. Like, I'm like, that voice cannot come out of that person and there's one guy in particular oh man there's so much shit i want to get to like right now uh but it's still a film that i think that you should watch if not alone just to see how the dub affects the final product where i want to go back and actually find this movie in the original dutch and watch it again because i want to like feel like i i can tell that this is a cheesy like teen type of horror movie that's out there but i think that it would be i don't know i'd say maybe it wouldn't be as enjoyable in the terrible department as it would be enjoyable in like the horror film department so you'll have to make your own decisions but if you decide to listen to this before watching the film just be warned that the dub it really is going to affect your enjoyment if you're just listening to it here like it doesn't it maybe won't be as bad maybe i'm just overthinking it because Hey, I've watched the film and I watched it with a terrible dub going on. So, well, without further ado, um, let us get right into the film. So the first thing that we see is we see that there's a boat off the shores of Amsterdam. And Sinterklaas, supposedly for this, he comes from Spain. Okay, and he came from Spain and that's why he did all the things that he does. And then he goes away. But here he comes in and he invades inside of a village with his little guys. Oh, I should say the little guys are called Black Pete's. Okay, so you're going to hear Black Pete and it's like the elves of these people. But what's really weird is that the tradition in, in like the Netherlands here is to like blackface yourself. So watching it in the film and this film's from 2010, uh, it's very awkward like right away. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I like, I'm like, why the fuck are these people in blackface? <laughs> what the hell's going on? But this is a tradition that's gone on for years and 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 years. So you can't fault them on what they've done. Like, I understand that people might be upset about it. But at the same time, I'm like, shit, they've been doing this for fucking, like, say, a hundred years. They've been doing this thing with these black peats that they're, you know, because the, the black people were the ones that did this stuff for Sinterklaas. They were the ones that distribute the presents and all the other fun stuff. So it's not a negative thing, but in the context of current day, if you're watching it, you're going to be like, some people, not you necessarily, but some people are probably going to be kind of upset, like, why the fuck are they in blackface? And really in about 2015, it started to become an issue. But again, it's tradition, so uh, let them fucking do it. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of terrible traditions that we still carry on, but we still fucking do it. And does it really affect you, you know, that something that's been done for hundreds and hundreds of years that has a positive connotation? Uh, you know what? I don't really want to get into it. But one, you know, you could, it's up to you. But honestly, I know what it represents and I honestly didn't give a shit. It was just a little jarring to see like, oh, hey, these dudes are in blackface. Oh, reading up on it. Okay, I get what they are. So the Black Peets, they go around with Santa Claus and this is... Center Claus. I guess we can call him Santa Claus. I don't know what the fuck you want to call him. Uh, I'm probably going to be interchanging the two. Like, to me, it's Santa Claus, right? That's who I think I'm looking at. But it's really Center Claus, so fuck it. Who? One of the two. I'm going to use one fucking two when I'm doing this. But they're going around the town, and then they post, like, a notice to the wall. And the notice, instead of being subtitled for this, it's actually read aloud in English. Provide the following when there's a full moon. Gold, silver, meat, virgins, pigs, fur, wax, servants, Nicholas. So, he wants servants? And why does he want pigs and virgins? Like, what type of pigs? What if they went and gave him, like, Magic the Gather Players or something like that? And here, here's a bunch of virgins for you. Um... (laughs) I don't necessarily know if it's really meant to be female virgins or just kids because that's like part of the the thing with this right is they go in and they actually steal the kids if they're being bad and so technically that's true so saint nicholas was a pedophile Ah, uh, anyway so from here they decide that they're not going to take it anymore and the people of the town they go and they attack the boat and here you get to see the level of violence that is in this movie. Because you've got a bunch of the Black Peets, they're all sitting around, they don't look very black at this moment. But I think they become Black Peets when the ship gets burned down, but I'm getting a tiny bit ahead of myself here. So, the villagers attack the people, like they've gotten their shovels and their pitchforks and their axes and their swords and whatever they have from the town. And they go and they basically blindside the people that have just robbed a bunch of shit from their town including good old St. Nicholas here. And so the first thing that you see is one of the little Black Peets gets stabbed right through the chest with the goddamn pitchfork. And then the other guy, he gets like beheaded or something like that. And then the last guy, I'm like, okay, what is, what's going to happen to him? And he gets hit in the face with a shovel. And I was like, oh, come on. You're just going to do some, some type of like slapstick comedy thing. Ooh, he's running away. He got bong and he falls down. But no, they also take the shovel spade and they basically push it through half of his head so i think he actually got the worst out of everybody there and i was very surprised because right away when you're watching it i'm just kind of like oh okay it's one of those and i have a feeling it's like oh it's gonna be like a pg-13 type of movie but then i have to remember this isn't fucking america this is the fucking netherlands and it's europe and hey if it's gonna be a horror movie it's gonna be a goddamn horror movie okay And the violence and the gore is very, very high in this film when it does happen. I'm not saying it happens, like, a lot, but when it does, it's very, very entertaining. So, they decide that the best way to get rid of Sinterklaas here is to actually burn him alive on a ship. So, they throw a bunch of, like, uh, torches 
I mean, they would have done better with, like, Molotov cocktails or something, but this is way back in the day in 1492 where Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Don't ask me why I still have to repeat it that way, but that's what happens when 1492 shows up. Columbus has to sail the ocean blue. So they throw all of the torches on the ship and burn down the ship in the harbor there, and then we shift over from there to 1968. And in 1968... We have a family that's out there on the farm, and they're singing the Sinterklaas song, uh, expecting Sinterklaas to show up with gifts. My name is Saint Nicholas. My name is St. Nicholas. My name is St. Nicholas. My name is St. Nicholas. Each year I come and visit with my boatload of presents, signed by St. Nicholas. Kurt, go and check the pigs in the stalls with you. Kurt, did you hear me? Could you put on your coat first, sweetheart? Every year we still walk on Where should St. Nicholas rooftop. leave your present now? You'll have to wait till I get back. And hurry back, all right? So Kurt, or Gert, or I don't know what the fuck his name is, because when they show you his name later, his name is spelled G-O-E-R-T, which I guess is like probably going to be like Gert, Gert, something like that. Um, again, I'm going to be doing more of like a German type of pronunciation, because I kind of know some, I know enough German to get by, Okay. But that's where my pronunciation for this is going to... I don't know what to... Goethe. Maybe that's what it is. It's Goethe. Because I got to talk like a stereotypical Dutch guy. Um, but here, he's named Kurt in the dub. Like, Kurt. That's a hard K. But it's spelled with a G. And then again, this is what I was talking about earlier, where the kids' voices, they do not sound like kids. They just sound like grown fucking adults. Basically barking outers. No, this is not what's going on. Yeah. Like, god damn, shut the fuck up. Why are you so fucking terrible at doing your job? So, Kurt, or whatever the fuck his name is, he goes outside where the rest of the family stays in, and we get little flashes of things running by. And that happens to be the Black Peets. Originally, I wrote down elves, but as you learn later on, Black Peets is what they're called. So... He goes out to the barn, he checks out on the pigs, he hears some noises, and we go back over to the house, and we see all the kids in the house slowly being dragged up the chimney. Now, it's really weird, because when you look at the chimney, it's like one of those fire stoves that's there, and I guess there's some type of ventilation or something above, because they just get fucking, like, zoomed up into the ceiling. Like, it doesn't even look like it's a regular chimney, or or anything like that, but... I guess also part of the things is that you put your shoes down in front of it and then he leaves the gifts in the shoes. I, I don't fucking know. It's weird. <laughs> you know, coming from the outside and maybe it's kind of wrong of me to be like, oh, this is fucking like really odd and shit like that. But it's, it is odd. I'm used to, you know, probably Christmas for me, you know, is a lot different from somebody else that's listening to this podcast and like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why the hell do you put your fucking red and white stockings on the walls or some shit like that? You don't have a fucking fireplace. Why are you putting that shit up? Well, because I want Santa to give me some goddamn candy. That's why. Anyway, so they get zoomed out of the house. 
The parents get killed. We see a pretty decent death scene for the father. Uh, the mother happens all off camera, but when Kurt comes back to the house to see, like, everything has been either, like, covered in blood or everybody's missing, before he leaves, his mother comes up and she's just got, like, her eyes look like they've been ripped out. She's got, like, slashes along her neck. And that's where we see that Sinterklaas is out there on the town causing havoc. From here, we fade on and now we're in present day. In this case, it's in 2010. And we're at a school. Now, when I first was watching this, and the scene that you're going to listen to from here, okay, they're all passing out presents. And they reach a milestone (laughs) during this, which is terrible, okay? But at the same time, I really, 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 really thought this was college. But it's not. Because our, and we'll talk about this too in a bit, our character, Frank, because I don't fucking know. Is he the protagonist? Is he the main character? Who the fuck knows? Because the first half is all setting up fucking Lisa, and Lisa's fucking useless. But we'll talk about her for a little bit while we get into the rest of it. But with this, we see Frank. He gets his gift. And Frank, in all descriptions I've seen, is 17. So when you're listening to this, remember, they're in fucking high school. And let's hear about the gifts that everybody's giving. Then St. Nicholas got it right. A fine present for the night. (laughs) Yeah, something. So enjoy, without a doubt, this baby who will always put out... Hey, 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 give it here, give it here. Oh, hey, look at that. All right. You got me this, didn't you, jerk? Oh, oh. Hey, hey, guys, please do this on your own time. Congratulations. This is the sixth dildo of the year, and it breaks last year's record of five. This might seem odd to you guys. Old Saint Nick didn't forget about Frank no. either. Oh, oh, I got one, yeah. <laughs> that must be a chick. I hope that's clean underwear in there. You're serious? Yes, of course. Old Nick must really love you with such a large present. <laughs> For Frank this year, there is no toy. Because he's been... A very bad boy. Speak up, Frank, so we can all enjoy what's going on. Yes. St. <laughs> Nick no longer has faith in you because Pete saw you with another woman or two. There could have been more in store, but don't come back for more. St. Nick will now be cutting you off with new resolutions no matter how rough. Uh. Okay, so six. Six dildos. That's the record that they have for gifts in this fucking high school Sinterklaas fucking gift exchange. Last year they had five? What the fuck is going on here? Where the fuck are they buying these dildos? And the teacher up front, he's like, oh yeah, we beat the record, guys. Like, he's like, I guess maybe it's kind of weird for me because I would have never thought to be like, oh, okay, it's going to be, you know... We're going to do a gifts exchange at school. And, you know, let's all bring kind of funny gifts for this, like, you know, white elephant or whatever the fuck you're doing. 
And I've been like, 15, you know what would be really funny? Is if I got that girl over there I liked, a fucking dildo, and brought to school. Do you know what would have fucking happened to me? My ass would have been probably suspended for a couple of weeks. And maybe even, like, depending on the way the girl's parents are, maybe even gotten fucking expelled from the goddamn school. All because I thought, man, this is going to be a great joke. But here in this classroom... It's like, oh yeah, he's got a dildo, or she's getting a dildo, or, you know, there's an anal plug over here for that lucky fella. Let's go give it up. Oh, here's the granny blow-up doll. Everything is fine. Actually, that might have been kind of funny. Uh, I gotta remember that for a white elephant next year. Anyway, so it's just very odd that they're all, like, rejoicing the fact that they have access to buying dildos for people and have beat the class record. And six, six honestly isn't very hard to beat. Five didn't seem very hard to beat. All they have to do is next year and be like, hey, we're going to get together and everybody buy one of the girls a Santa Claus dildo. And I wonder if they come in different, like, you know, Christmassy styles. Like you've got one that's like, you know, dressed up like Santa Claus and you got another one that looks like a candy cane and then... You've got one that's covered in black soot. Looks like one of the black elves where it's in like blackface. So you have a blackface dildo. Um, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I don't fucking know. Then the other thing is we have Sophia, who is not Lisa, who I was talking about earlier. But she's been dating Frank. And she found out supposedly that Frank is cheating on her. So he, you know, was given back a gift of all of his stuff. That's what was in the box when he finally opens up everything. And then he flips her off as he walks by, and she's, like, all excited. The other thing about this clip, and then with the dub here, is why does it sound like it's a fucking subway in the background? Like, there's all this noise going on of all these people talking when he's like, shh, 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 everybody needs to listen. And meanwhile, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. And that's what's going on in, like, the background here. Yet... They're all, like, just looking up in the front of the classroom. It's like, okay, I have no idea what's going on here. So he grabs his stuff, he goes outside, and then he's approached by his friends who reminds him not to cry and what they're going to be doing tonight. Jeez, Frank, I've written a wish list. Yeah, you didn't want all this stuff. If you want to go home and cry about it, we totally understand. And leave you two alone with all those naughty girls? No way. Make sure you're on time. We gotta be there at eight. But can I have my scooter back? <laughs> you jerk. Jeez, what's the matter with him now? I think it's sad you broke up with him like that. Yeah, why didn't you just text him about it? He should be glad I didn't post his nude photos online. You got those? <laughs> yes, I'll email him. But you guys were together for six months. Then he shouldn't have been fooling around with some blonde bimbo in the hockey club. He did that? <laughs> According to Laura, but she believes in St. Nicholas, too. That doesn't really matter. I wanted to break up anyway. She's been cheating for three months. You're not. Who with? She met him at yoga class, dated ever since. He works at a tattoo shop. You've been cheating on Frank for three months? No, two. And a half? (laughs) (laughs) Was it you at the hockey club, maybe? You're blonde. You play hockey? Mm. Don't be silly. Who are you doing these days? Lisa doesn't believe in sex before marriage. How? <laughs> then you're quite different from the rest of us. <laughs> no cute guys in your class? I guess, not really. You can borrow this one if you like. 
Hide it in your shoe for the horse of St. Nicholas or something. Or for St. Nicholas. He's using a staff already. <laughs> right, with a nice curly thing on top. <laughs> okay, so they seem really, like, casual talking about what's going on. And the fact that Sophie is pretty much a bitch anyway because she's been cheating on him for at least three months. Oh, I'm sorry. Two and a half, maybe. Uh, and then she's mad that he went and slept with somebody else. Yes, he's kind of a dick. I totally give you that. But at the same time, she's a fucking bitch. Because maybe she's been doing it longer and he did it within the last couple weeks. And then there's Lisa here. And Lisa is like, honestly, plain Jane? Like, okay. She's kind of being set up in this moment to be like the main female character of this film. Like, something's going to happen to her. It's obvious what's going to happen to Sophie if you don't already know already. It's like, the the tropes that they do use in this film for, like, horror are so apparent. You kind of know where everything's going to go. The only thing you don't realize is that you should not even pay any attention to what the fuck is going on with Lisa. Because she is not the main character of this film. She is just a character. It, it's really kind of stupid. Like... That part, like, drove me batty, besides one other part that's at the end of the movie, and that we'll get to at some point. I seem to say that a lot. But anyway, uh, so, the other friend leaves them, but says something about, be careful tonight, and Lisa, even though she's heavily into the Sinterklaas thing, and Sophie, of course, she's not, because it's such a commercial holiday that they don't believe in this at all, but it's okay, because, you know, She's going to stay home and smoke pot while watching her brother, supposedly. But she explains to Lisa what the kind of myth and legend of today is in the tale of Sinterklaas. What did she mean by if you're still around? Haven't you heard Laura's little tale then? The one of Frank and the blonde girl? No, the one of St. Nicholas. No, what is it? It's a full moon tonight. It happens only once every 32 years that there's a full moon on December 5th. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice, huh? Well, according to the legend, St. Nicholas comes to get you when there's a full moon on December 5th. Yes, but only the naughty kids, right? Well, apparently he's no longer that picky. Kids, adults. According to Laura, he first slits your throat and then rips out your heart with his bare hands. Or your eyes, I don't remember. Gross, who told her that creepy tale? I don't know, some colleague of her dad's who's a policeman or something. Oh, he's got some imagination. Unbelievable. Do you want to come over tonight? I have to watch my little brother. No, I can't tonight. Oh, because of the commercial thing? Yeah. Yes, I still have to write five poems. I'll have to smoke that pot alone then. <laughs> See you. Bye. Careful who you open your door for tonight. Okay, you have to write five poems? Well, I guess it's poems for everybody in your family. Like, what the hell? This is... An awful fucking holiday. I wouldn't have to want to go out there and write, especially if I was a young person just interested in possibly getting some from somebody out there. Uh, here, I gotta write a poem for my dad. I gotta write a poem for my mom. I gotta write a poem for my sister. Uh, dear sis, you're a bitch. Please don't read this. Fuck you. No gift for you this year. Love your brother. That's the perfect poem. Man, I just came up with that off the top of my head. This is great. Maybe I can write poems for people. Huh. I wonder who else should get a poem. Um, I could probably give one to that bitch that dumped me in high school. No, that wouldn't be nice. I think they're supposed to be nice poems. Uh, I could write one for that fucking cat that fucking 
just leaves her mess all the fucking place. Oh, no. She's a cat, and that doesn't work. Oh, I'll figure it out later who's going to get a poem. But I should send that one to my sister at some point. Uh, but yeah, that would have been me back in the fucking day, right? Like, oh, I can't believe this. I have to write something nice about somebody. Though, honestly, no, I wouldn't have called my sister a fucking bitch. Uh, but, you know, well, not to her face. But anyway, so, uh, <laughs> she has to go home and write these poems. And then she's still awfully worried about, like, the whole story between Frank and this other girl. And I wonder what that could possibly mean. Go away. What if Sophie sees you? So what? She officially broke up with me. Yes, but she's still one of my best friends, you know? Well, that didn't seem to bother you before. I was drunk then. From two breezers? Yes, I don't need much. Hmm. It's an original way to break up. If you ever want a nice necklace, then... Uh... She was seeing someone else. Well, I saw her nipple piercing. That was clear for me, too. Then why didn't you break up with her? Have you ever seen Sophia naked? <sighs> you guys think of one thing only. <laughs> yeah. But how many beers can you drink in one night? I don't understand why Sophie didn't say anything. You didn't tell her about us, either. No, neither did you. How complicated. <laughs> yes. Hey, are your parents home? Why? So you can give me my present. No, Frank, I don't know about this. What? Well, us. I just don't know yet. What, are you breaking it with me, too? <sighs> that one time doesn't make a relationship. Huh. That's nice. Did I come all the way here to hear that? I'm sorry. I just need some time. <sighs> okay. Well, I'll be off then. Now, you know, you're just as much of a bitch as you are a best friend, huh? Don't be like that. Bye. Frank! Okay, what the fuck is going on here? So... She was the other girl, and supposedly they had sex, but it was because she got drunk. But then now, you have to think about it with Frank. How many other girls does he fucking go after when, whenever it is? Because he's obviously, like, when you look at this, like, <laughs> he may have slept with you that one time, and he obviously wants a relationship with you, even after you guys slept together once, and... Um, I mean, I can agree with, you know, Frank's statement of, have you seen Sophia naked? Because probably if I see her naked too, I'd probably like, you know, let it go on a little longer than maybe it should. But at the same time, you have to think that, hey, you know, he got with you when he was with her and it was maybe a mistake on your part. But it's probably not a mistake on his because he's still talking about, oh, hey, I'd still be banging Sophia if she would let me fucking bang her. Like, come on, girlfriend, get your head fucking straight. So from here, we go over to the police station, and we see Kurt, and he's all grown up now. In fact, he's quite a bit older than what you would see in the beginning of the film. And it's been 42 years, so he's probably somewhere in his 50s, maybe almost reaching his 70s at this point. And he's walking down the police station, and he walks into his office, and there on his desk is a gift from Claus, which he pulls out his pistol and lays a couple of bullets into, leaking wine all over his desk and onto the floor. The people that work next to him make fun of him because they're like, oh man, I don't think we've ever seen anybody do that to a Sinterklaas gift. And then that's when the chief comes in to give him a talking to. Now, here's the thing. Everybody in this film is pretty much a white guy, okay, or a white girl. This is the Netherlands. This is, I'm not saying that there aren't other races anywhere else. Don't take it in that way. But everybody in this film is this. And then you get to hear the voice that is used for the cop here, and it really does not match him. 
really hate this, Kurt. How long have we known each other? 20, 25 years? I'm worried about you. Have you considered getting professional help? Should I have, maybe? <sighs> For the first time in my 40 years here, I've seen someone arbitrarily execute his St. Nicholas present. You gotta admit, that's a tad We odd. have to take action as a police force. We're here to protect the people. <sighs> I did read your report. Prohibition of all St. Nicholas activities? Doubling the surveillance on December 5th? I just assumed you were kidding me. Everything I wrote in my report is based on actual facts. You're scaring the hell out of everybody with your fictitious stories. Some people even seem to believe that mumbo-jumbo. One of the reasons I joined the police force was to protect the people of this city from the harm in this world. Hmm. If it ever had to come to this again, I wanted to make a difference. And believe me, this day has arrived. The 5th of December will never be the same unless we do something. Kurt. Kurt. What happened 40 years ago? We can never change that. Not now, not ever. Hey, take a few days off, huh? Celebrate the holidays somewhere. I can't go. This is my duty. Let me put it differently. I'm ordering you. Take the whole month off, Kurt. But you can't do that! I don't want to see you again until January. <sighs> so now it's becoming a rough-and-tumble cop drama, except for Kurt at the end, when he goes, huh, like... Sounds like he's back to being a little kid again, right? I mean, right after that, he, like, pouts, you know, and just leaves the office at that point, leaving the his superior officer there to ponder over what and look at the fucking, like, article or case report that he wrote on Sinterklaas, right, and the whole thing. And that's where you get to see his actual name instead of hearing Kurt, 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 which no way, maybe because it sounds similar in terms of how the you know name ends and it kind of matches the inflection that they're doing when they're speaking at the same time like that's the only way that i could obviously think that they'd want to change it you know that little because it just doesn't make sense any other way right like why do you keep calling him fucking kurt and then you have to like really pay attention to the voice of his commanding officer the police chief there and it's really weird to me because it feels like when i grew up you know and you played a lot of you played a lot of old PlayStation games, okay? And they had the original voice acting. You can say some of that for old PC games, too. But that voice seriously, like, sounds like what they gave every single black fucking cop character in the PlayStation era. So automatically, in the back of my brain, I'm thinking, oh, it's a black guy. Um, it's not. <laughs> it definitely isn't. And it's just so ridiculous. And really, it's, it also sounds like it's a fucking comedian's version of, like, talking about a cop drama or some shit like that. You know, you're gonna get me fired, Ramirez! Why are you doing it again? You know, I'm expecting, like, that type of inflection to go on. But instead, we get this, like... It looks more intense than it sounds. and Everything is kind of along the same lines that we've got here. So I'm waiting for these two cops to, like, go at each other. Oh, this is the last time you wrecked that car there, Kurt. And you're not going to be able to get your badge back this time. Oh, And then he just fucking pouts out of... Well, I'm going to go then. It's It's so, like, terrible. Like... The dubbing, again, is just so bad in this movie. So he leaves, uh, the police chief looks over the, you know, the case that he wrote, and then it fades over into the harbor where we see two cops on a boat, and they're basically looking out there and the fog is getting really, really heavy. 
Now, one of the things that they establish in this little scene here is that every time Sinterklaas and his little men are somewhere around, you start smelling smoke and seeing piles of ash. So here they don't see the piles of ash, but he starts smelling smoke, one of the officers do. And so they decide to go outside and look around, uh, and that's when a giant boat comes and plows right into their boat, and we fade over to the next scene. They do see the boat first on a radar, but when they go outside to like flag it down and try to get them to stop, of course the ghost boat doesn't stop and plows right into them. Then you get that weird like CGI zoom-in thing when people get like pushed into the screen and it's going to do a transition. Like, it looks very odd and awkward, and that's one of the things I should say. Anything that's been, like, computer-enhanced by anything looks pretty terrible. But the practical effects that they use in this film look fucking great, so I'll deal with the crappy CGI if I get to see some really cool kills. So after we see these two officers die somewhere out in the ocean, we go and we see Frank, and he's calling Lisa back because he wants to apologize for being a dick to her and calling her a bitch, But at the same time, why fucking apologize when you were just talking about how much you'd still be with Sophie if you, like, fucking could still see her naked and she didn't break up with you? But Lisa, of course, she's all, oh, everything's okay because, you know what, she probably truly is into him. Hey, um, sorry about before. I was pissed off because of the whole thing with Sophie. I'm apologizing too. Sorry. If we don't end up together, it doesn't matter. I'll understand. I mean... I'm not that easy going. <laughs> Ouch! And what happened? Damn presents. I cut my finger. I always see that they should stop this St. Nicholas crap. <laughs> then you won't earn any more money. I could dress up as Santa Claus. <laughs> Can I call you back in a second? I've got to get a Band-Aid. Okay. And be careful. Yeah, you too. When will you clean up your junk? I can't even read cards anymore. Tomorrow. I'm almost done. Do you really have to go tonight? Hey, you're asking St. Nicholas if he has to work on the 5th of December? What do you think? You take this year off? That might not be such a bad idea this time. The St. Nicholas keeps his promises. Hmm. I have a bad feeling about this. Have you been reading my cards again? Something funny in my horoscope? I don't feel well. And because you don't feel well, I have to stay home. (sighs) Just be careful, please. Uh, It's slippery and foggy. And I'll have a bunch of naughty fisherman girls on my lap. I hate to do it, but someone has to. Just don't drink as much as you did last year. I could barely get that beard clean. (laughs) I'll get you some chocolate and some marzipan, all right? All right. Be careful. Always. So he's going to go out for the night with his friends. He's going to dress up as Santa Claus. And then they're going to dress up as the Black Peets. Because that's, I guess, the way things are going to go here. Uh, so he'll get most of the chicks. Again, he's like apologizing to her and she's like, oh, eating it all up. Then he's like, yeah, I'm going to have some like fisherman chicks sitting on my cock, man. Like, like, what the hell? And his mom is like totally okay with it too. Like, that's what, like, how she's okay. Like, he's like, don't worry, I'm going to have some fisherman girls on my dick. And she's like, oh, I'm in a wheelchair and I'm not feeling very well, but okay. Oh, just because you're not feeling well means I can't go out tonight? What kind of bullshit is that, too? Like, yeah, your mom probably needs your help more than you need chicks on your dick, man. And I hope you get some chicks with dicks. 
Like, that's the way how much of a dick you fucking are should end up with some fucking random dick girls or some shit like that. Anyway, that cheesy fucking music, like, it really feels like it's that one fucking song from, like, uh, you know, Extreme, More Than Words. Do, 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 But they couldn't get the rights to the Extreme song, so it's just like some coffee shop version of it. Somebody's just plucking at that thing, and she's all, like, it's to give her some, like, I don't know, like, homely type of thing. Like, that's his dream girl, and she's, like, being put up on this pedestal because... With him, there's no music whatsoever. He's just kind of playing and thing. But when he goes to her, it's like dreamy. And here's this awesome, not necessarily awesome music that's playing in the background. It's really weird. And then she's an idiot because she cuts herself with scissors. Like, you're going to have to go out and get her some fucking childproof scissors or something like that. Just to make sure that she doesn't cut herself. Who cuts themselves while wrapping presents? Please, tell me. I'm pretty sure somebody out there is going to tell me, oh, I've done it before. Then I'm going to call you a fucking idiot because just cut along the lines and everything will be fine. At least that's what they have nowadays. I understand maybe if you decide that you're going to wrap your presents, going to cut the paper with an X-Acto knife or a box cutter because for some reason you don't have any fucking scissors that you can get. I, I don't get it. Maybe you were running around with scissors while you were trying to cut the paper and that's exactly what happened. But she's sitting on the bed. And she's complaining that she has to wrap gifts for people. Oh my god, I have to wrap gifts because I'm going to get gifts tonight. Like, what the hell, man? Anyway, so we go now into the downtown area. And we first run across a group of people who I think happen to be tourists. And they're being told more about Sinterklaas and his helpers, the Black Peets. So this St. Nicholas, he's like our Santa Claus, right? Yes, you can say that. And the black guys, they're his helpers. Yes, they throw the presents into the chimney. But when children are naughty, they put them in a bag and take them to Spain. What do you do with them, then? Uh, you don't want to know. Sounds like a bunch of bloody pedophiles to me. Yeah, they should be arrested. Follow me. We're going to see Amsterdam's most famous nightclub now. The Banana Bar. Yeah! (laughs) They sound way too excited to go to a place called the Banana Bar. And for a second, we also get to see a little bit of the Red Light District, where there's some chick that's dressed up in the Santa Claus-like outfit, like the hat, and she has the staff, and she's, like, knocking on the windows instead of, uh, you know, showing off her boobs. Like, come on, man. You're gonna be this violent, but you can't show any boobs? Like, you're the Red Light District. Nothing? I'm here to see sexy Santa Claus, not sexy girl sitting on a chair with a hat (laughs) like might as well just put on the big red suit and fucking long beard and say ho 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 i'm here to give presents to the kids like you're not even mrs claus he doesn't even have a wife what the hell is going on here anyway from here we go inside to the one of the bars that we fade in on and we see kurt is there talking to the bartender and he's getting uh slammered uh, on the night of Christmas because no one will believe about his tale about Sinterklaas and how this is actually his death day. It's his death day today. Who's that? St. Nicholas. Everyone thinks it's his birthday, but he died on the 5th of December. Must be nice Yeah. to die on your birthday. He was murdered, horribly murdered, and now he's back for revenge. Come on, Kurt. Don't be so glum. He loves children. Every year he comes from Spain with a boat full of presents. Does it have to be on all night? Not very sociable. 
I have to be available. So now you're drinking and working? Do you know that tonight is actually called Catch Night? I have no idea. Why? It is Catch Night because he catches the children. And not only the children. Kurt, I'd say, well, then you arrest him. A guy with a white beard and a red robe. Shouldn't be too hard to track down. I estimate about a hundred of them in Amsterdam alone. I would recognize the real one. So why does this bartender kind of sound like Cheech Marin? Like, it's seriously... Hey, yo, uh, this Interglass, he's coming down here, man. And uh, he's he's gonna, you know, it'd be great if I died on my birthday. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Again, choices for voices for people in this dub are absolutely terrible. And then we go and we see Kurt and his friends, and Kurt's getting dressed up in his Sinterklaas outfit. It's a little too small for him, but he decides to make it work. And his two friends are going out as Black Pete's, so of course they're in blackface. And that's where I was like, whoa, I didn't realize this was going to happen. And I decided to research it a little more, and now I understand why they're doing what they're doing. So they jump in their car and they decide to drive out on town because it's time to go to the sorority. I guess they're sororities when you're 17. Um, but I think that there are some things that are done in this film, like with the dub, they say sorority, but it's not really, they're going to a girl's party because they are underage and everybody's okay with them drinking, even though the legal age for drinking in Amsterdam is actually 18. And all these guys are under that. They're like 17 or younger. I don't know what it is. But of course, when we're translating this, we want to make sure that everybody is above age, even though, you know, they're high schoolers and this is shit that's going on out here. So they take off and there's some random things about the GPS doesn't lead them in the right direction, little jokes and stuff like that. From here, we cut over to Sophia, who's bored on her couch, smoking fucking pot, and her little brother is upstairs that she's supposed to be watching. Well, you know, he's at bed at this point, and nobody really cares that she's doing whatever she's doing. He hears something uh, and begins to panic a little bit, and then she comes upstairs to check on him. What's wrong? Why did you scream? I heard something on the roof. That must have been the bird or the neighbor's cat. They don't have a cat. They do, given by St. Nicholas. I'm scared. Scared of what? Jasper at school told me the other day that St. Nicholas puts all the naughty children in his bag and takes them to Spain. That's nice. Then this year we'll finally get rid of Jasper, hmm? Why don't I get presents? We don't celebrate St. Nicholas, honey. Why not? Because St. Nicholas was invented for commercial reasons. It's just to make us spend more money. Have I been bad then? Timmy, St. Nicholas doesn't exist. I've told you a hundred times. In Black Pete? Neither. Now just go back to sleep. Nothing's going on. I'll leave your light on, okay? Okay. So she goes back downstairs after turning on this creepy fucking nightlight. Like, you look up in the corner and it's like this clown face. And that clown face is, like, scarier than anything else in this fucking movie. It is... If I was his age, and he's probably about maybe seven, maybe eight, and I'd see that stupid clown up in the corner... I would be scared out of my fucking mind. This is like that episode of The Simpsons where Bart's a kid and they make him that clown bed and he's like, can't sleep, clown will eat me. That's the fucking clown that's inside the nightlight. And that nightlight does shit. 
like it is a small little disc. It's probably about six inches in diameter. And that's supposed to give enough light in the like room to make you not afraid. In fact, just the creepy fucking moonlight that's coming outside is providing more light to him. And that cr- it doesn't have that creepy fucking clown in it to scare the living shit out of him. So he stays awake because he thinks he hears. The other thing is, before I continue, is this bitch here... Talking about, like, how, oh, it must have been a cat that was brought by Sinterklaas for somebody else. But you know what, kid? We don't b- fucking believe in Sinterklaas. So where'd the cat come from? Where did the cat come from, Sophie? If it didn't come from Sinterklaas, then you have to explain to him that somebody else bought the cat for him. Oh, my God. And then, of course, Jasper's here. And it's a kid's thing, man. Whether you believe in it or not. And if the other kids among kids, I mean, here in the States... You know, in a lot of places where they believe in Santa Claus, you keep up with it, no matter what, until the kid fucking tells you. You know, I got Santa ruined for me a long time ago, but it happened in fucking Easter, because I caught my parents with the Easter basket, along with my sister, because we were trying to go see if the Easter bunny was going to be there, and we see my parents come out of the room, and that's when they have the talk about, oh, Santa's not real either, it's mom and dad. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you had to ruin fucking Santa Claus because my sister wanted to go out and see what the Easter Bunny is, even though, you know, I kind of wanted to too, but we're not going to talk about that. We're all going to blame this on my sister. And the fact of the matter is, you shouldn't have fucking ruined Santa Claus for me at the same time. But you know what? It gets ruined for kids at some point, either their friends or whomever. But you know what? This time, just let them believe in it because there's good things about it too. You know, that elf in the shelf bullshit works for a lot of kids. You know, it's the same thing with Santa. Santa ain't gonna come if you're gonna be a bad kid. And here, of course, it's gonna be Santa's gonna come and his little black elves are gonna stick you in a fucking bag and then Santa's gonna butt rape you if you don't fucking do anything about it. You know, if you're a good kid, then who cares? And then they make it seem like here, if you don't believe in Sinterklaas, then you're a bad kid. Regardless. So, what the hell? I don't know. You know, the other thing is, this is all happening on December 5th. And you know whose birthday that is? It's my sister's. Is she Sinterklaas? No, 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 no. It's also Walt Disney's. Maybe he was Sinterklaas. Huh. Anyway, so he is sitting there awake in the room. And he, you know, can't quite sleep. He looks up the creepy clown thing. And then he goes over the window because he thinks he hears something outside. He draws a little smiley face, and honestly, this got me. There's a jump scare that happens with one of the Black Peets that scares the crap out of him. Because downstairs, of course, Sophie is being the bad uh, sister that she is, not checking up on him, and she's busy talking to fucking Lisa, asking about, oh, has he come yet? And, you know, Lisa's automatically fucking guilt in the back of her fucking brain thinks that she's talking about Frank, but she's talking about Sinterklaas and, you know, do the gifts. And so she's like, oh, help me write my little poems because I can't do them by my fucking self. What the hell is going on here? And so, uh, you know, there's a joke. She's like, what rhymes with luck? And then that's when, you know, the they're all attacking the house. And she goes to look in the chimney. And then all of a sudden she says, fuck. She's like, no, this is for my mom, silly. I can't use fuck. And I just groan. Because I'm pretty sure that it's probably around the same type of thing, but I really wish I could have seen what it was in fucking, like, the subtitles instead of what the hell was going on in the dub. So, of course, Sophie gets it. 
You know, she is attacked by the elves. You don't see it. It happens off screen. And, but it happens while she's on the phone with Lisa. So Lisa runs over to the house and then you get kind of a, you know, kind of a good setup, like little creepy scene where she's walking through the house and you see her go into the living room and then bam, fucking Sophie falls out of the chimney, which again, I thought, but she's missing her eyes and her neck's been slashed. And so that's exactly what she explained happened to her, who happens to be, you know, her friend is, and her dad's friend is friends with Kurt. I don't know where the other connections are or whatever's going on, but that's what we got a little bit in the beginning of the film. So Sophie's dead. Her brother, whatever the fuck his name is, I think it's like Timmy or some shit, he's gone. (laughs) And... Then we go back over to Frank and his friends inside the car, and they still can't figure out where the fuck they need to go. You would think in this day and age, if you're living in fucking Amsterdam, would you really need the fucking GPS? Like, I think that most of the people around here know how to get from point A to point B. Like, I know, at least in your hometown, right? You should know most of the streets. Maybe every once in a while there's a street that you don't notice, But you don't necessarily need to use the GPS. I think they're just wanting to use it because it happens to be built in the car. And man, it's fucking cool. Except for it's leaving them down all these streets where there's, you know, blockages and everything else. So the friend who's driving the car, he decides, I gotta go take a piss. So he goes, takes a piss, and then then guess who shows up? Sinterklaas. And Sinterklaas comes up and he's like, man, that's a great costume and you're riding that horse Really fucking cool. And then he gets fucking killed. Uh, and he cuts back over to the car. And we see that uh, the friend, the other friend in blackface is in the back seat. And he's trying to watch porn. And then they smell smoke. And so you know that something else is coming. And why are you going to be watching porn with your friends? Like, do, is that what happens with high schoolers nowadays? Everybody goes out, and the one guy's got the one friend in the backseat that's got his phone streaming to porn, and because some random, like, Christmas ghosts pop up and cause all things that are electrical to stop working, you get mad because you can't watch your porn? Like, does that happen to everybody, or only these guys? Well, he decides to stick his head out of the window and yell to his friend, Hey, what's doing? Hurry up, let's get going. Frank is upset, starts drinking a beer in the front seat, and while the other guy has his head out there, he gets a sword through the back of his head and through his mouth. These kills are so fucking good. I love them. They are practical effects for the most part, I believe. Uh, they could be a mix of the two. I don't know. Especially here, this one might be, at least with the blending, but I think when they actually have, like, it there, Like, you see his face with the sword through it. I think that's a practical effect. But the point that the sword does go through it, I think, is, like, your CGI. But nonetheless, it looks great. Frank, of course, freaks out because he sees that his friend's dead. He gets out of the car. His other friend's head rolls towards him. And then the Black Pete start to attack him. He manages to get into the car and he manages to run away without any problems except for when he finally gets pulled over by the cops because at the back of the car is a piece of one of his friends which happens to be his arm. So now Frank has become a suspect with the police for all the murders that have been happening around the city. Those black beats, what do they look like? Well, one of them looked like 50 Cent and the other looked like Will Smith. And you look a lot like the Cookie Monster. He never made me laugh. How many times do I have to repeat it? I must have told you ten times already. Just tell me one more time, then. 
I was dressed as St. Nicholas, and my two friends were dressed as Black Pete. So you saw him around 3 o'clock? Yes, he came over for a while. I didn't know about that. What did he want? Nothing. I mean, he just wanted to talk a bit. Are you sleeping together? Detective. I just know him from school. So you had a conversation with your school friend, then what? Then he took off. To, uh, Sophie? No, I don't know. Sophie was his girlfriend, right? And various sources tell us she broke up with him in a rather mischievous way today. Yeah, but that's not a reason to kill someone, is it? His anger gives us a motive. (sighs) Frank would never do that. He's not a murderer. How did he behave? Was he nervous? No, not at all. Frank wouldn't do that. I think that's enough, Detective. If you need us, you know where to find us. Come on now. Let's go home. This guy approaches me. So, what I don't understand about this whole questioning of the detective is he's like, were you sleeping with him? Like, that's the first thing that you gotta figure out. Like, I guess maybe if she, he thinks that she's like trying to protect him, I guess. Maybe at that point I'd be like, okay, I get it. Maybe they're or something of an item, but like, sleeping with him. Wouldn't you ask right away, aren't you just dating him or are you seeing him? And then the mom's all upset because, not because, that her best friend got killed and her daughter now is being interrogated by the police and possibly she has something. It's the fact that she's doing with him and she's like, that kid's not good enough for our family. I've told you this before. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? And so we go back over to the cops and we see that Frank is interrogated a little more and then he gets a surprising question about Sophie's brother. That's Sophie? When was the last time you saw her? This morning at school. How many times are you going to ask me? All right. When she broke up with you. I can imagine that pissed you off. You were so angry you wanted to murder her. Maybe cut down the TV crime series. I will stop watching. If you tell me what you did to her little brother. Her brother? So it really, truly does feel like a cop drama at this point. Like, the way they're interrogating him, the fact that that guy's non-stop eating fucking cookies and drives me fucking batty the entire time that he's ever on the fucking screen, and the way that when the police chief actually comes in and they're walking down the halls, like, the way that he talks in the scene, it really is, like, one of those fucking, like... Walking drama, like cop type things, with everything that's going on. Okay, bring me up to speed. Two boats and a diving team are on location. We've no clue as to what happened. Family's been informed. Being informed of it now. What about the murdered girl? We found and arrested a suspect. Her ex-boyfriend. And those other victims, then? The same suspect. The same suspect? First he murders his girlfriend, and then two of his friends. Dressed up as St. Nicholas. He was dressed up as St. Nicholas. We have witnesses claiming to have seen someone dressed up as St. Nicholas around the time of the murder. Some even saw him on a horse. A gray one. Has he been interrogated? Has he confessed yet? No, saying nothing but nonsense. What nonsense? He claims some Black Peets have murdered his two friends. Black Peets? You mean dressed up as Black Peets? Maybe the real ones. Sorry. And any witnesses? No. Forensics are investigating now, but we're low on manpower, night before St. Nicholas Day and all. Good. Do whatever's possible. And, uh, get Van Dyke to my office. Van Dyke? Van Dyke, yes. Okay, so he's basically calling for somebody because they're going to need to find Kurt, right? And he's calling Van Dyke to the office. And Van Dyke has possibly the worst dub voice in this entire movie. Now, I'm only going to play you this really short scene because you have to hear the way that Van Dyke speaks. 
problems? Can you track down Kurt Hoekstra? Kurt? Gone missing, then. I would like to have a word with him. Shouldn't be a problem. And please be, uh, discreet. Now he straight up sounds like he's out of the fucking fifth element. Like he's one of those like dog looking guys that it's going and working for the big black nothing fucking useless fucking thing in that movie. Don't get me started on the fifth fucking element and oh my god. Anyway, so he sounds like one of those things. Like there's obviously like some guy and they've made some type of audio changes to the voice. But it literally does not fit the guy. Like, I don't know what the original voice sounded like, so maybe it's close. And I'm just fucking, like, you know, putting this on the voice actor or something like that. And it definitely doesn't feel like it. Like, literally, you could take one of the guys from the fifth element, stick him in here, and it wouldn't make any difference. Uh, with this guy that's like a big, tall, bald guy that looks kind of menacing. I can't even do the voice fucking right. I can't do any fucking voices right. But anyway, so... <laughs> it's, it's terrible. So from here, we go over to a children's hospital. And we see all these children all lined up for the night. And the nurse comes in. She looks over them and then goes back to their desk. And so we all kind of know where this is going to go. She goes back and she uh, basically looks at the gift that her daughter or her son has given to her. I think it was her daughter that gave her the gift. And it's something nice. So she calls her husband and says, thanks for the St. Nicholas gift. And then, you know... She's like, no, I'll be here for a little while longer, and thanks her daughter, and says, no, mom, he's not going to be coming home tonight, and she probably really isn't going to be coming home, because, you know, she's probably going to get killed off if this is the way that these types of movies go. So she does go out in the hallways, and she walks, and she's doing her rounds, and then she notices on the ground that there's some black soot. So we know that the Black Pete's in St. Nicholas is nearby. She's interrupted as she's looking down on it by probably one of the directors of the hospital. And then he tells her to go get something to clean this up. And she brings like a little hand push broom. But there's a ton of these fucking things on the ground. Why wouldn't you just bring a normal group like broom and a dustpan? It's beyond me. So the director goes down further. He turns the corner and then something happens to him. And when she's sweeping up, you see that the flashlight is like thrown out of the hall and then she gets killed by one of the Black Peets. I really like the scene. I wish that we had gotten something a little more, let's say, violent than what we got, but I think that the atmosphere was set up really well, and it was. I got a little bit of a scare out of the nurse getting it. So We then cut really quick over to see that they're transporting Frank somewhere new, and with the damn cookie-chewing police officer, and then we go to Van Dyke, who's broken into Kurt's apartment. It's not very, like, subtle at all, and he's not really being very quiet going through, but you see that he's been very, very obsessed with all of the different, like, maps and locations of everything where, you know, Santa Claus, or Santa Claus could actually be. From here, we cut back over to the cops in the cop car, and they're busy talking to, you know, well... They're busy talking amongst themselves, I should say, and that's where a call comes over the radar that somebody dressed in a costume is loose riding a horse. Want some cookies? No, thanks. I just had one of them marzipan pigs. Uh, they were delicious this year, as was the gingerbread. You know what I find strange? Well, this year we didn't get any chocolate letters. That must be because of the recession. 
HQ emergency. Emergency for home. 1101, over. 1101. Uh, we're chasing a suspect. What's your location? Harlem Way, headed towards Vest Street. Registration number? No, there isn't one. He's riding a horse. A horse? <laughs> right. And I suppose he's not on the road. No, he isn't on the road. He's riding across all the rooftops, and it's evil Sinterklaas on top of his horse riding along the thing. Uh, he manages to stop one of the cars. It's actually a really fun chase scene. Sinterklaas, the CGI again on this, is a little bit poor, but it's not terrible enough to where you can't enjoy what's going on. Like, it's fun in a terrible way. Because you're watching that, and even the, with the police car chasing below it is pretty entertaining. So they do manage to, he manages to stop the one car, and then when he, the other cops that are with Frank, they're chasing after him too, and they manage to shoot the horse into the head, and then Santa Claus basically throws the horse off the goddamn building onto the cop car, crushing everybody in the cop car except for Frank. Like, he only gets the front. He manages to kill both of the officers, but Frank is left okay. He manages to get outside of the uh, car, and he's confronted by Sinterklaas. He grabs the gun. He thought the horse was dead, but the horse happens not to be. He tries to fire some shots, but bullets will not work, and Kurt comes out of the middle of nowhere with a flamethrower and scares off Sinterklaas. The next scene, Frank is waking up, and he's in the boat of Kurt, and Kurt explains to him that bullets just won't work. Bullets won't hurt him. Fire is the only weapon. Who are you talking about? Hmm? Who are you? One of the last few still believing in St. Nicholas. How'd you get the handcuffs off? Ever heard of the legend of St. Nicholas? The urban legend? When there's a full moon on December 5th, he's coming to kill us all? Not all of us, but many indeed. Are you kidding me? You saw what he did to your friends, didn't you? Hey, how do you know that? We're safe here. So, he basically is trying to get him out of the boat and get him to go away. Because he needs to take care of Sinterklaas on his own. But Frank kind of convinces him that he should take him with him. And he figures out who Kurt exactly is. Because, of course, Kurt is a detective. That's how he was able to get the handcuffs off. And how he was get all the information of what happened to his friends. We cut back over to the accident that happened with the horse and Sinterklaas. And we get a lot of police chatter. And with the mayor now coming down on the police chief. Telling him that he's got to figure out something in some way to hide this from the public. That this event is related to any of the other incidents earlier tonight. Is it but true? Here, someone was spotted dressed up as St. Nicholas, right? We are unaware of that at this moment. There tend to be several persons dressed up like St. Nicholas on a night like this. And is there any new information on the escaped suspect? Allegedly, there were gunshots. I cannot divulge any information on that because of the ongoing Let's go investigation. That'll be all for now. Later tonight, there will be a press conference. Chief Inspector, Chief Inspector, has the crisis team in fact been informed? And will this threaten our relationship with Spain? One of the eyewitnesses saw a horse. He can't tell us anymore. It's still not clear what happened exactly. Shots have definitely been fired. I'm sure you can tell me what happened. White frost hindered an airplane. A a comet hit the earth. They went topsy-turvy. There are no such indications. 
Please don't start with that horse again, Chris. I can't sell that. But we have various eyewitnesses who... Chris, it's the 5th of December. Half this town has seen St. Nicholas on the rooftops. Uh, yeah, but... Let's be reasonable. This drunk talk's getting us nowhere. There must be a logical explanation. And you will find it. Good evening, Mayor. It certainly looks like that. I have to agree with that, yeah. We're trying to do so. I'm afraid our only option is... Yes, I have to agree with that, yeah. That's clear, Mayor. And? Any news from Kurt? We found his car further down in the street. I wouldn't be surprised if he could tell us more about that escaped suspect. But why leave his car in the street like that? So this is when things kind of start getting a little weird. Like, again, I can't really say much because I do want to get to the end of the film before I talk about this. And it's one big part of the film. It may be like a twist that... You kind of see coming, but at the same time, it's like, why is this exactly happening? So, they have no idea where Kurt is. Van Dyke has told them that they found the car. They got a lot more information from his place. But they yet, you know, haven't been able to pinpoint exactly where he's going to be. Or why he would just leave his car. And like they don't think of the fact that he's probably taking a boat out somewhere. Well, you know, maybe I wouldn't have guessed that right away either. But you'd have to think... If he's not using a car to go anywhere, what exactly could he be using to travel around in this place? So we cut back over and we see that Frank and Kurt uh, are now talking about what exactly they need to do and how they figured out how to basically stop Sinterklaas. Now, before I play the clip, and it's not related to it, but it's just now we're at that point where we're getting towards the end of the movie. This is kind of the last act. And in the beginning, the way that everything was set up and all the time that we spent with Lisa was completely fucking useless. As you can kind of see here, like, it truly is kind of Frank's movie because Frank is now becoming the first and foremost character of the film. Like, everything's being blamed on him, we've spent a lot more time with him, though we didn't during the first act of this film, and it drives me fucking mad. Or is this supposed to be Kurt's film? Is he the main character? But we haven't spent a whole lot of time with him, but we got a flashback, and he's been the one that's been directly affected by what has gone on with Sinterklaas every 40-something years. I think it's 42 years that this happens. So, what the hell is going on here? Like... This makes no sense to me either. Like, why, if he's the main character and he's supposed to, why aren't we spending more time with him and learning things? Like, the the kids mean absolutely nothing to this whole thing. Like, really, Frank and Lisa, Lisa means nothing other than being the fucking friend of Sophie, who's one of the first female characters, teenagers that we met that dies. But no other teenager gets anything happen to him. We had to watch a whole fucking, you know, place of fucking sick kids get fucking like destroyed well not destroyed just yet uh but still ransacked by the black uh pete's over here it doesn't make any sense why we focus on like it's written so weirdly sporadic like do we focus here or we focus on the next person we don't have really main we have main characters but we don't have a main like protagonist that's going to save the day until the third act, which turns out to be Frank. But nonetheless, let's listen on, on how exactly they're going to stop Sinterklaas. But how do you know all of these things? I mean, I've never heard of any of it. 
Except for that horror tale. All information can be found as long as you know where to look for it. Dusty files in grubby basements, in monasteries, in a closed vault under a church. I found some old paintings and pictures depicting the cruelties of Nicholas. Of course, I don't have to explain to you that the Catholic Church isn't happy that the myth around St. Nicholas is based on a murdering apostate bishop. And the Bishop of Myra. What about that, then? That story was meant as a diversion. The guy didn't exist. I knew it! <laughs> Here. I also found documentation with clues as to how the curse can be lifted. Jesus! That's dangerous, man! What are you up to? I'll blow up his boat. His boat? Precisely at midnight. Everyone will be on it. Here. Better put this on. It's gonna be a cold night. So from here, we're now learning that there's a little more of like a cover-up when it comes to St. Nicholas. So basically, they knew exactly what happened on that December 5th date way back in 1492 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. So, since they covered it up and that this bishop was basically an evil man and the town hated what was going on between these Spaniards and what they were doing to the town and getting all the... Maybe that's why there's like that Mexican bartender. Maybe he's a descendant of one of the Black Peets. But anyway, so we kind of get this being a little further and, and it gets kind of conspiracy theory-y like... He's trying to prove that St. Nicholas is really evil because of, you know, all these teachings and texts. And pretty soon we're going to get Tom Hanks on the whole thing. And there's going to be like the Da Vinci Sinterklaas or some shit like that that's going to go on about solving the whole situation of why this is actually a bad man and not necessarily the good man that everybody believed him to be originally. But whatever. Don't really care about that. Uh... <laughs> You know, it makes for a good part of the story, really, that, you know, don't believe everything that you hear because he actually experienced it. That's one of the reasons why we can actually believe that everything is going on. One, we're seeing it. Two, the fact that Kurt actually had this shit happen to him and it's been completely covered up after all this time. So they're busy out in the waters trying to find his boat to when eventually they come up upon something. The fog's getting worse. We're getting close. I suppose we won't find him near the passenger's terminal, huh? No, we won't. Now, what's that? A map of Amsterdam from the 16th century. This is the boat. Not a steamboat? That's also made up. His sailing vessel's called a schooner. As in, leaving out your shoe by the chimney. This is the old part of the harbor. No longer in use since the 50s. Smell that? What? We're getting closer. And what now? I'm listening. It's 11.30. Still half an hour. So they basically have until midnight before they can do anything to stop him, right? Because once it becomes December 6th, he goes away. They, of course, you know, Kurt is smelling the smoke. They don't have to explain anymore because he just goes, I'm smelling something because every time anything's ever happened, they, everybody smells smoke going on somewhere or somehow. 
So they do find one of the original people from the boat that got hit by the boat. He's in the water, and then he gets pulled under the moment that the co- a new cop boat shows up. Man, that would be a really fun show to watch. Cop boat. Huh. Be sure right. Oh, any, anyway, so this cop boat shows up and arrests them, and it's going to be taking them back to the shore. While they're out there, they actually run across St. Nicholas's boat. And they see everything that's kind of going on there, and then the Black Peets start attacking the boat. It's actually relatively, I don't want to call it funny, but I did like the little scene where he's talking to Kurt. He's talking to the driver of the boat, and he's like, look, we need to get out of here. Uh, you're married, aren't you? Because if you want to live, you're going to have to listen to me, and we can survive this. And he's like, oh, fuck you. And, of course, everybody gets killed uh, on the boat. We get missing arms. We get, you know... Uh, gutting it's it's great i again i love the deaths in this film they are fantastic uh and so you know he protects frank and they manage to get away and get offshore and when they get there you know they find that the boat because they've been towing the boat and when the boat like crashes in the shore their boat magically gets up on there without any problems and there's not really anything with the cop uh, boat either But it's really funny that it just gets there and it perfectly sets itself up to be used. They explain what Kurt does, and he's been injured trying to save Frank, that they've only got five minutes left before, uh, you know, Sinterklaas goes away, so Frank's got to do something. We still have five minutes. It's still possible. Come on, man, we have to go. Those guys are everywhere. I did warn you. What's that? Remote ignition switch. Help me lift up these barrels. I have a different St. Nicholas Eve in mind. For once, St. Nicholas will get a present himself. The blue wires go to the blue button, the red wire in the... In the red button? Uh, Luckily, I'm not colorblind. Uh, Fuck. Four minutes only? This is safe enough, right? This is not made in China or anything, is it? Taiwan. The explosives are from China. Okay, the wires are connected. Now turn the yellow switch. The yellow switch? Are you sure? Okay, okay, and... Fix the wheel. Are the engine on? I'm going myself. Right, right. You can't even get up, let alone jump out. I wasn't planning to do that. Come on, man. We're not in Baghdad. We're doing it my way, and don't try to be a hero. Oh, fuck. We better not smoke now. Kurt, I'm afraid that this won't work out. So there are so many things wrong with that whole sequence. Like, oh, hopefully these this thing isn't cheap Chinese shit or it's not going to work. No, it's from Taiwan. Well, that's, I guess, okay. But the explosives are from China. Like, really? <laughs> do we really need to do this? And then he's like, you know, you're not going to go do some Baghdad shit. Like, <laughs> me blowing yourself up? Like, how fucked up? everything in that sequence going on there and then kurt dies anyway who gives a fuck about kurt he's completely gone like he got slashed enough to where he's going to die so right before frank sets everything off he 
and he's basically turning one of the barrels of explosives into like a rocket propulsion system. He's going to blow it out there and then he's going to light it on fire and send the thing fucking going. When he does, he's stopped by the local police. They finally cut up to him. Van Dyke is basically going to show up there, but Delta Squad is going to get murdered by a specific group of people. Police! Show me your hands now! Hey, hey, listen! Get out of the water and on the floor! Hands behind your head now! Everything is going to explode! Shit! What's that? Let me see. Hey, please, listen to me! It looks like a boat. This is Delta. We have a problem. Delta, where are you? North of your location, 200 feet ahead. Understood, Delta. Give me all the details. We have the two suspects. One's been arrested and one is dead. Well, we found something that looks like... And then they're attacked by all the zombie blackface Pete's. I mean, black Pete's. Uh, that, and again, they get their asses handed to them. And even fucking Sinterklaas comes in and actually uses his fucking staff. And it's so fucking cool. Like that, it's either sped up or it really is CGI. But he wraps it around some guy's neck and then like smacks it to spin around and cut off his head. And it looks great. I absolutely loved what that looked like. Um... And then Frank's back to a corner, but he manages to get the boat off. It plows right into Sinterklaas's boat, and then he blows up Sinterklaas's boat. Uh, and it makes me believe, if they've trapped all those kids on there, did he just kill, like, every kid, including Sophie's brother and all those kids from the hospital, because they were all on the boat? Like, were they dead already? Were they going to be turned into Black Pete's? What was going to go on with him? Because blowing up the boat kills anything that has been brought on there and trapped on there. It's kind of fucked up when you think about it. So because he manages to blow up the boat and there's all this fire, it scares off all the Black Pete's and Sinterklaas. And then there's one last little scare when Kurt comes back to life and asks whether or not that they did it and if they survived. He lets him know, yes... We have Van Dyke show up along with the rest of the police. It's really awkward because, you know, Kurt died on his knees right in front of, uh, of Frank. And it looks like he's, you know, from beyond the grave giving him a blowy. Um, but it's like Frank is like holding him up because he's really sad that Kurt died. But he managed to save the day, even though now all the cops are there. So then we cut over to the chief, and now he's beginning to talk the next morning with the mayor. And this is where I'm a little, like, I don't like what happened with the film. And I don't know if you can call it, like, a goof or something like that, or just the way that it's written. But let's listen to the scene first, because you find out that the mayor and the police chief knew all along that this was going to happen with Sinterklaas. How many? We don't know the exact number. What are the estimates? Roughly 300. That's more than 42 years ago. Make it an acceptable total. I will do my best, Mayor. You don't have to feel guilty about this, John. This city has learned to cope with it centuries ago. One day it will end. But I don't think we'll see the day... 
A bus full of students lost control and ended up in the water. Most of the victims are still missing. The fire in the pediatric ward of the hospital resulted in the death of 35 children. Because of the high temperature of the fire, identification of the bodies will not be possible. Kurt H. had been working as a detective for the police for over 25 years. The exact number of people he murdered, we will never know. His body was found here this morning in the western area of the harbor. The police are not excluding suicide. Kurt H. had been suffering from a depression. The traditional celebration of St. Nicholas Eve was another peaceful one. Except for a few falling incidents with some helping St. Nicholas's, the police informed us events were surprisingly calm. So, the police chief was completely in on it, though the entire film, he acted like he knew nothing of it. Like, the, the first time that he'd ever really heard of anything, that he would always talked with Kurt about that. I know that, that point. Like, and he knows that the report exists. But at the same time, he's like, here, when he talks with the mayor, the mayor has always known about it. And like, look, we just have to cover it up. Look, maybe it'll be stopped one day, but it won't be stopped in our lifetime. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why didn't we get some type of inkling? Why all of a sudden we're going to have this twist right here where both of them were in on it? And I know them getting Van Dyke is probably something that leads up to him. But I thought this was more of like, hey... Maybe he's what he said has been real and we need to get a hold of him because if it is real, then we need to deal with it and we need his help. But instead, it turns out like, hey, we're just going to fucking blame it on fucking Kurt. It's all going to be his. He went on a fucking killing spree because he believed in this bullshit. And that's why it happened. He's the one that dressed up as Sinterklaas and read, like rode the fucking horse around and did all this fucking bullshit. But no, that's not the way it is. Like, why? Why do we make this change at the last possible point in the movie? Why couldn't we done a little more foreshadowing to kind of like say, oh, hey, these people are in on it. Even with Kurt, Kurt doesn't believe that they're in on it. He knows other people are in on it. But there's stuff in his apartment. And I feel this is lost in the translation. When they do raid his apartment... I have feelings that the newspaper articles and stuff, some of it was subtitled, but not all of it. And they did that on purpose to only give you the ones for the story that they were trying to create. So that's why one of the reasons why I really want to watch this in the original language again with subtitles, because maybe I'll get a little more out of it because they're doing a direct translation rather than trying to match the fucking mouthing of the movie with their fucking voices. So... Anyway, we cut over to the hospital and we see that Frank is recovering from his injuries that he had while he faced Sinterklaas. And that's where Van Dyke comes up to him and he basically tells him, Hey, you know what? We can help you out if you help us perpetuate this lie. Hello, Frank. What are you doing here? You get to go home tomorrow, I heard. Good. Things turned out fine for you. Others weren't so lucky. Thanks for reminding me about that. We have a great deal of reports to write. An annoying job. When will you have some time? <sighs> write them yourself. You know exactly what happened. Of course. I know you were unrightfully arrested and taken hostage by a mental serial killer. Nonsense. Kurt is no killer. He's the only one who took action while you guys were sleeping. You don't know what you're saying. I'm not gonna lie. You guys did that already. Frank... Did you people really need a story about a St. Nicholas who really exists? Trust me. It is in everyone's best interest to not mention any of this. But you got a point. I'll see if I can clear Kurt's name. I'll do what I can. Okay? 
Okay. Uh, this is something the mayor asked me to give you. A compensation, since you didn't get to enjoy the St. Nicholas event to the fullest. I know of a private clinic in Switzerland, specialized in neurosurgery. Something for your mother, maybe. Hmm? Think about it. So he gave him a check for 50,000 euros to basically say, hey, hush the fuck up and let us deal with this in our own way. And Van Dyke turns out to not be that bad of a guy, even though, you know, it's kind of like he was just doing what was told to be done. But he's like, you know what, you're right, I'll try to clear Kurt's name. But again, it's so like, I know that's a little cut because I cut some of the silence out of it. Um, because there were long pauses and everything like that, and the fucking suck when you're trying to get, like, <laughs> keep the runtime down of your podcast. But at the same time, it's like, he's just, the way the voice actor goes is just like, oh, like, <laughs> there's, there's nothing behind it, and you don't get enough of the character to be like, okay, yeah, I, I do understand, and I totally feel for it, and maybe I was doing the wrong thing by just following orders, and I'm trying to figure out how to save Kurt, uh, like his name and shit like that, but I don't know. So, from there, he opens it up, and then he falls asleep. Well, he doesn't fall asleep, I should say. You're made to believe that a black elf is fighting, or black Pete is coming after him, trying to kill him. Uh, but it turns out that he did fall asleep, and it was all a dream. And then who wakes him up but Lisa, who gives him his last present. And then from there, we see, uh, you know, Sinterklaas up in the sky on top of the ch uh, chapel because the boat's gone, and now he's stuck in the town, supposedly, uh, and the film ends. Frank! 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 <gasps> Calm down. It's me. You were asleep. Having a nightmare? Yeah, sort of. You alright? I wasn't allowed any earlier. By who? Your mother? No, by the doctors. My mother is very proud of you. That you defended your friends bravely. The newspapers say you're a hero. Don't believe everything you read in there. Will you ever tell me about it? What? What really happened? I might. Otherwise, you'll just wait 23 years. <sighs> 23 years? What happens in 23 years? Well, then there'll be a full moon on the 5th of December. I've got a present for you. I'll do the unwrapping for you. And that was sent. Um, so 
overall, I really like this movie. Like, it's it's got its terrible moments, and a lot of them are really due to the dub. Like, you can hear it there with the way the dub sounds and the way that they're doing stuff, uh, how they're trying to kind of match voices and change certain things around. It's not a terrible movie, though. The kills in this movie are fan-fucking-tastic, especially the one where the guy gets his intestines all ripped out. Oh my god, it looks fucking great. Uh, and even the action sequences when they're chasing him around town, some of the horror scares set up, like, there were a couple that actually got me, and I can't believe it, when you're watching things at home, I just was not expecting that to happen, and it actually did. The story could be a little bit better, like, it could have done it, but it has a great runtime. I think if this runtime was any longer than what it was, I would not have enjoyed it as much as I did. So, it is something that you do have to see, and I'm gonna have to watch again in the original language if I can find it. So, overall, what do I give this film? Um, well, before I do that, I should say that there still was no fucking boobs in the entire thing. When she went and undressed herself, you got a little bit of side boob, but it's like, come on, you, you've, we've gone through the whole film with everything, but maybe because she's in high school, that's why we're not getting anything like that. But she obviously looks like she's in fucking college. Uh, it's that whole fucking thing that's going on again. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, overall, I'm going to give this film a 5 out of 5 on the gore. It is fantastic. It doesn't really get bloody bloody, but the way that people's limbs come off, the intestines, the heads, all of that stuff, it looks great and it feels great to watch it. So uh, after that, it, the crap factor, I would give it a 3 out of 5, and it's primarily because of the dub on this one. But again, there are things with the story, just like with the fact that the police chief knows all about this before even all this shit happens, and they've had all this time for 42 years to do something about it, and they don't even bother. They're just like, oh, maybe one of these days it'll stop. Why couldn't you have prepared? He's here, look, Kurt knows exactly what's going on, but instead you treat him like a fucking crazy man, and it wouldn't better if he wasn't a fucking cop, and he was just some random dude that was trying to tell him that this was going to happen. Maybe that would have made it a little better, and then everybody thought, well, he's crazy, and then I know who you are, you're the crazy guy that believes in evil Saint Nicholas. And he'd be like, no, it's not crazy, it's fucking real, and proves it to the kid. There could have been other things that could have been done that would have been better. But I still give it, you know, it's a 3 out of 5 because of the dub. I think if I watched the original language, it probably would have been like a 2 out of 5. Uh, the fun factor, it's a 5 out of 5. I had a lot of fun watching this film. Especially, like, again, I have to go back to the kills. There's so much fun. I think the story is relatively interesting. I think the horror aspects of this are relatively well done. The only thing I wish is if I could have just gotten one boob. It could have been just one nipple. Just give me one fucking nipple. And I would have been <laughs> satisfied for stuff. Especially when you're in the red light district. And that person is not a fucking, you know, teenager or anything like that. But... Again, I really liked the way the characters worked. I liked the way that the story flowed. Uh, I think that it turned out to be a very good, bad, you know, Santa or Sinterklaas or whatever it is. So I had a lot of fun watching this movie, and I think everybody should see it. So overall, I'm going to give it a four out of five blackface peats. I think that you guys would really enjoy it. I think that your enjoyment is going to be limited by how you can sit through a dub or if you're going to sit through subtitles. Uh, but I totally recommend this film. This is the first time I've ever seen it, and I can see why it was recommended to me, and I think you guys should all check it out. So, 
With that being said, what is the next film that we are going to do? Now, this is something that I've only done once before, and I actually have a little more time to do it this time. Uh, but we're going to watch something that's going to be newly released. Now, as of this recording, um, Mandy just got released to Shudder. Now, we're not doing Mandy because we're doing Christmas movies, but we might talk about that one later on. i got to watch it. But on December 4th, Remember, this is the first uh, that this episode is coming out. So in just a couple of days on Shudder, there's a film that I've been wanting, I've heard a bunch about, and it's going to be released on Shudder on the 4th. And uh, here is the trailer. Hey. I got everything. <laughs> is dinner ready yet? Merry Christmas! I can't wait to watch you all die. I'll load on Christmas chat. You sure you don't want to wait in the van? You know what? I should wait by my car. You'll be visited by three by ghosts. Three ghosts. You're a poppycock. Someone will open a gift, and the next person can steal someone else's already opened gift. <laughs> this is gonna be so much fun! <laughs> hey guys, come check out this star. So the film was called All the Creatures Were Stirring, and it's going to be available, at least on the U- in the U.S., on Shudder on December 4th. I believe it's also a worldwide release on, like, DVD, and maybe there is going to be some VOD out there that could watch it. Um, so it- it's one of those weird movies, because I heard about this about a- two months ago. And I saw the trailer, and I've been interested in seeing this, but it hasn't really played anywhere near me. And then I saw it's exclusively going to be on Shudder, and I got all excited. So I've been wanting to see this film. I think this is going to be very fun. It's an anthology film, so I'm going to treat it kind of like, well, I have to see how it's going to be done. Is it going to be done something like a Christmas horror story where all the stories are going to be blended into each other, and I'm just going to have to break them all out between you know each story? Or is it going to be, you know, story, 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 you know, something like a Tales from the Crypt or Tales from the Dark Side type movie uh, or Tales from the Hood? Uh, (laughs) Who knows? It could be any one of those. So I'm looking forward to talking about that film uh, and that's going to be the next movie. So if you have Shudder, go watch it um, and uh, we'll all watch it together. So. With that being said, you can always follow the podcast. It's available on Twitter, Facebook. You know, Twitter, it's T underscore T underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash Terrible Terror Podcast. Uh, Instagram, Terrible Terror Podcast. Please make sure to go out and rate and review us on things like iTunes, Spreaker, um, 
Stitcher, all those podcasting platforms. We're available on Spotify, but you can't really leave reviews on Spotify. At least, I haven't seen it. Maybe you could rate the podcast. That'd be great. Um, or at least suggest it. You know, if somebody is like, well, I don't really know where to get podcasts. Spotify is a great place, but you can go to a lot of different places and check it out. Also, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. That is the Terrible Terror Podcast on YouTube. All for 31 and 31, those kaiju movies. I have reviews for every single one. They get a little more complicated as the you know reviews went on. Uh, I was able to add some video clips and everything to them. So they're available both on the Instagram TV and Instagram if you go there. Or they're available on YouTube as their own thing. And uh, they're not really linked anywhere else. Uh, I think I shared the the like playlist to Facebook, but I'd like you guys to check them out and uh, hopefully, you know, with everything in the holidays winding down, I can find some more time to actually utilize it a little more. <laughs> I keep saying that, but it's like fuck <laughs> everything that goes on uh, between Thanksgiving and then that crazy fucking like October that we had. These are the busiest months of the year. So um, now. What I want to do is I want to end this with a uh, Christmas song that's non-traditional. So I found out uh, the guys from Dockin' were in town, so they decided to come over and uh, give me a little Christmas cheer. Hey, you guys ready back there? Yeah. Hey, we're going to be fine. We're going to play. Okay. So without further ado, here's some Dockin' with a little bit of uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. And uh, ready, guys? Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> 